Money FM 89.3, the best of Saturday mornings. Singapore Homebrew on Money FM 89.3. The Singapore Zoo is celebrating its golden jubilee this year, 50 years as the world's greatest zoo. And to celebrate that, we're speaking to two long-serving staff members. We've got Kumaran Shesha, the assistant curator of primates at the Mandai Wildlife Group, and Wendy Chua, curator, animal data management and transactions and primates from the Mandai Wildlife Group. Welcome to the show, guys. Morning. Morning. (laughs) Thank you for having us here. All right, let's start with Kumaran. Firstly, tell us, how long have you been working at the zoo? Uh, just over 26 years. Wow. I joined in early 1997. Oh, you uh, see? You see? The world did not begin, all right? It, it, he was there, 1997. He started working when I was born. <laughs> there you go. What was your first job, Kumaran? I was working with the uh, dogs in the Animal Friend show mm. and uh, helping out with training of animals for the show, together with primates as well. We had a bunch of animals where we were training and doing presentation for the guests. Mm. And what made you join the zoo in the first place? It all started with my love for snakes during my national service. What, you during, would see them in camp and things like that? Uh, I was serving my national service in the police force. Okay. Yeah, so those days police had to manage all these calls, uh, native wildlife in the neighbourhood. Wow. So I got inspired uh, when I sent snakes to the zoo. I got inspired by the keepers and the way they were doing their job. So... After my national service, this is my first job, and I've been there since. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful story. You were not scared of snakes? Uh, No. I actually like snakes so much and learned a lot about snakes during my national service. I even conducted classes for my other police officers. Wow. I love snakes. I love snakes because they eat rats, which I'm terrified of. (laughs) So I love snakes. They're great. What about you, Wendy? Tell us your Singapore Zoo story. What brought you to the zoo? So I began my career in 2006, mm. so not 1996, so <laughs> <laughs> that, a, a while after you first visited the zoo. Uh, so 2006, I started as an animal keeper. I was working with big cats and also Malayan tapirs and primate, a lot of uh, endangered primates uh, in the, uh, or, like a holding area in this case, or a breeding centre uh, that is outside of the zoo. Um, so the opportunity working with them and then yeah it's just falling, falling in love with, 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 with working in the zoo and then thereafter I took on other appointments and subsequently 17 years and mm-hmm. then today and what was your story with wildlife I mean you heard uh, Kumar was talking about the snakes from, from NS days what was it that gave you that initial spark with animals and wildlife I think primarily it's just how my dad influenced me because we I grew up watching a lot of documentaries uh, and, uh, and and it's just fascinating to see, wow, you know, human, it's not, we, we are not, we're just a very tiny little speck in, you know, mm-hmm. in, in this entire universe. And then the animals are just so amazing. And moreover, for the primates, they are very much like human. Mm-hmm. So it's just really interesting, I feel. So the, the, the I started as a part-timer. Mm-hmm. And then that's how I told my chief HR officer that I started as a part-timer in 2006 and I, and I got stuck. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and it's also my first job, my first permanent job, and all the way till now. Okay, yeah, that's wonderful. That's great, Wendy. I have been wanting to ask you this question for the longest time. All day, Wendy. All day. <laughs> Even last night, I was talking to Neil, and I really wanted to ask you this question. 
you have this title as an orangutan matchmaker. Where did this come from? How are you? Um, what? How did you get this title? How are you matchmaking these orangutans? So th- th- this is a addition to my uh, to my profile mm-hmm. because I wear quite a few hats mm-hmm. uh, in the organization. So the curator, uh, that's why my title is extremely long. Uh, the curator of any the uh, animal data management and transactions mm-hmm. and also primates. And then from a regional zoo perspective, mm-hmm. uh, I have uh, another profile which is the orangutan matchmaker mm-hmm. or in scientific term the or- orangutan species co coordinator <laughs> because I manage this uh, program with another mm-hmm. colleague in Taipei Zoo. Mm-hmm. So basically, instead of looking at orangutan collection just at Singapore Zoo, mm-hmm. we take into account all the 300 over orangutans within, uh, living in Southeast Asian zoos. Mm. So we analyze the genetics and demography of the, uh, of the population. Mm-hmm. And then after that, we match make gene- uh, according to genetic priority, according to location mm-hmm. and all. Because we can't have all orangutans breed at the same time. Yeah, oh, right. yeah because... Um, I capacity is a problem and then there is always because they are such long-lived species Yes. so we can't continuously let them breed naturally we want to select the important genetically important mm-hmm. individuals and give them the more give them more opportunity to breed mm-hmm. um, so yeah so the year-to-year analysis a lot of data collation and looking at how if you were to breed this individual and then if they were to produce a male or female offspring how does it influence the entire population of orangutans just to stay with you Wendy how successful has this breeding program been over the years and secondly and this may happen already i don't know is there a possibility of of breeding to release in the wild to help the net to wildlife numbers it has been successful quite a few but it's not like in the hundreds of successful matchmaking we have about close to 10 successful matchmaking procedures um because a lot of them take time Mm. it's not easy to bring an orangutan uh taking into, uh, into account the international shipping requirement uh, the veterinary perspective, the CITES permit, all the legislation requirement, and then to bring them over from one zoo to another zoo. So even like for us, we send two males orangutan, bonian orangutan, to Malay, to two zoos uh, within Southeast Asia, and it took quite a few years to organize them. Mm. So it's slightly less than 10 successful matchmaking, and even within Singapore Zoo, we do have a matchmake individual also. Um yeah, and then the, the, the thing about releasing back to the wild is not our primary uh, uh, um, objective now mm. because right now there, there's a lot of uh, issues uh, that in-situ partners face, uh, the habitat loss and all, because the release of an orangutan or an individual is not just taking ban- taking them back into the forest and then just putting them there. So whether or not they can survive and whether or not they actually thrive in you know when we do these uh, reha- uh, rehabilitation efforts is also very important. So we work really closely with in-situ partners and all. But as of now we wanted we are, our focus is managing the ex situ which, which in this case means zoo orangutans uh, scientifically and to ensure that they are all equally or you know in the best scenario genetically represented yeah, yeah. i mean if you're making successful breedings from reluctant breeders you should be working for the singapore government you know singaporeans are reluctant breeders as well so you're doing a magnificent job there kumara let's bring it back to you you've been there many many years now you said 1997 you yes. joined fantastic how has the care of animal welfare changed over the years? Oh, it's definitely changed a lot since I first joined the zoo in 1997. For example, the diet, you know, the diet now is so uh, tailored to specific animals' need. The four of us here 
our diet can vary. Mm. You know, depends on our activity for the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, where are we housed? Uh, what are we doing? Even for the I manage uh, great apes and the orangutans are my specialty. Even for my orangutans, all of them don't get the same diet. Those that go out to the free ranging orangutans, which we started in two thousand six, so they get uh, a more high energy diet because they burn out. Uh, more during the day mm-hmm. than those that go into the uh, exhibit, the bigger boys uh, with less uh, activity. So it's all tailored based on individual needs. Uh, we have a very big nutrition center in the organization. Mm-hmm. So every animal's diet is reviewed and checked together with the curatorial team before they are given to the right. animals. So definitely over the years, we have uh, we are we have evolved and we are also evolving. Mm. So Kumaran, I mean, animal care. It seems like it, it has a lot of work that goes to it. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure it's like raising a child. I don't know any experience in that area, but what does your everyday look like when you're caring for these animals? I used to tell visitors, uh, managing orangutans is like caring for a two year old. Mm-hmm. Even though when they're 40 or 45, they still behave like a two-year-old. <laughs> they do have their tantrum days. They misbehave at times. And, you know, sometimes they know they can try and cheat you. They try and cheat you sometimes. Really? Like yeah. how? Like the babies especially, uh, when they're getting their treat mm-hmm. or they're getting their fruits, they they all have to wait in line mm-hmm. uh, so that you don't uh, rush and fight to get the treat. Everybody will get their treat. <laughs> So sometimes once they get, they try to go back and rejoin the queue. <laughs> that is so cute. You know, hoping to get a second serving. But uh, the keepers and the care keep the care team, they are very alert on all mm. this, not so as not to overfeed a particular individual. Brilliant. Yeah. What about you, Wendy? I mean, you've been working. You're the orangutan matchmaker. What are some of the funny stories or highlights that just make your job so special over the years? The highlight would be because I manage the transactions team also. So I, when I issue or release out a breeding recommendation per se, then I also partake in the actual international transfer of the animal. So I put together all the permits, making sure that the veterinary conditions are all met. And then after that, I till the very last day, I was the one together with Kumaran and the rest of the team. We box, we, we put the animal in the crate, we box it up, and then after that down to, you know, bringing him over to the airport and escorting the animals away. Wow. So these are very... It, because it takes a long time and it, a lot of hard work also. So every single successful international shipment be, because of a breeding recommendation brings a lot of joy to myself personally. And then also hearing about uh, the successful breeding uh, of our from our zoo partners who receive our orangutan together with the female. Wow, it's, it's just amazing. Fantastic. We're talking with Kumaran uh, Sesha and Wendy Chua, both curators at the Mandai Wildlife Group. As you've both said, interestingly, it's both of your first jobs. You never left. So a question to both of you really, maybe start with Kumaran, is what is it about the Singapore Zoo that makes it so special in your eyes? 50 years, more than 60 million visitors so many repeat visitors. Singaporeans go back time and again, different generations. What is it that makes the Singapore Zoo so special to you? I think it's a full package of the environment, the team, the animal, the fresh air. The moment I reach Mandai, I feel very happy. You know, it's mm. nice fresh air. I don't get the hustle and bustle of the city. Mm. I meet different visitors every day. We chat about 
things in their country. Uh, guests want to know you. They want to know about your animal. And then you go back to the office, you get a bunch of funny team members who always laugh, <laughs> laugh and joke. And then it, you get orangutans who cut the queue. Yeah, you get orangutans who cut the queue. And then at the end of the day, sometimes when you're having a horrible day, you just go and spend time with your orangutans. They just they they can sense that you are having a uh, not too fantastic oh. day, and then really? they'll come they, up. They yeah, they do. They they'll empathy. come up and they'll cuddle up with you. They'll hold your hands. They like to smell you. Uh, some of them like to know what perfume you're using. <laughs> They'll come and smell your T-shirt, smell your hand. You just had food. You know, let me smell your hand. What do you eat? <laughs> and what about you, Wendy? What makes the Singapore Zoo so special to you? The animals and the colleagues. Mm. Yeah, and very similar to uh, Kumaran, the working environment. Uh, sometimes when you just had a day of meetings back to back and all, and it's just so stressed up, you know, and you just have the opportunity to walk out of the office and go and sit in front of an exhibit and just appreciate the animals. Mm. Yeah, look at how they behave and look at how they play. And then, yeah, the opportunity to spend some time with them. Although, you know, sometimes we have a protected uh, barrier and all, but to feed them and all, even giving them a small treat and all. And then just interacting with the colleagues. Uh, 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 the curatorial team, uh, a bunch of us, or a troop of us, we are quite, we, we are quite close. Uh, so we work really closely in terms of animal management and also staff management. Uh, but we maintain a really close relationship. Sometimes we see um, funny videos and then we will record it and we will share with each other. And say, look, 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 what is this individual doing and all. So it's just, uh, it's like a family working here. So you wouldn't want to leave your family. Fantastic. And what's next for the family? I know you've been having these year-long Golden Zubilee celebrations to celebrate your 50th anniversary. Are there any more plans for anything else for the rest of the year? The upcoming one, I think, in September. We after because of COVID, we we, we have to stop. Uh, but we are bringing back the Mandai Wildlife Run. So oh, previously great. it's called a safari zoo run. I've done but, it. I've yeah. done it so with my now, daughter. Yeah, it's fabulous. <laughs> yeah, so it's in September twenty third to and twenty fourth, if I'm not wrong. Yeah, and then that's the most uh, latest upcoming program. And of course, the the zoo currently has got a program, the Zubilee program, and then there is a lot of uh, Instagrammable uh, um, photo opportunities that you know visitors can hop around to take photos and enjoy the park. Brilliant. And last question to you, Kumara, and you have been there the longest. <laughs> what has been some of the great changes or things that have really impressed you over the years since you've been at the zoo since 1997? I would say the animal exhibits have uh, changed. Uh, now we focus on critically endangered species mm. and mostly Asian uh, species that we want to focus and giving them a nice bigger space, more interactive and also the most important changes I see now is what we call the medical training, uh, where the animal gets involved in this training voluntarily. So we move away from the vets coming with a dart gun and trying to dart the animal. So we train this animal, we condition this animal to partake in this training program voluntarily. So they get involved and they come and present their arm for the vets to just administer the anesthesia and then they get a reward. Mm -hmm. So you, when you see this kind of training, end of the day, it's so satisfying because the animal gets involved in this training on its own will. Mm -hmm. And so that is a great achievement for us. Even when we conduct uh, animal vaccines, we minimize the shot where the vets come and then they have to blowpipe the vaccine to the animal where, the anim where else the animal just come and presents his sleeve to you mm. or the arm to you and then the keeper or the vet just administers the 
vaccine. So all this is positive reinforcement and uh, it's something that has changed tremendously over the years. Well, it's a wonderful story. I mean, thank you very much, Kumaran Seshir, the Assistant Curator Primates at the Mandai Wildlife Group, and Wendy Tra, the Curator and Orangutan Matchmaker, Animal Data Management and Transactions Primates at the Mandai Wildlife Group. Thank you very much for coming on and here's to another fabulous 50 years. Thank you you for having us. Thank you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.